Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tellus, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on July 19th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. If at first you don't succeed, then you're running about average. Again, if at first you don't succeed, then you're running about average. And that's by M.H. Anderson. Have no idea who he is, but I, I, um, when, I, when I try to look for him, usually when I look for the author of a quote, you know, the, the Wikipedia page pop right up, but the only thing I, I came across was some reference to a guy at some, some um, university in Texas, so I, I, I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, you know, this is what, this is one, just one of the many benefits of the internet is you know b before the internet when you when you've uh you know read a book you've seen the author or um you know you you see like the celebrity of people or you see successful photographers and artists and things like that uh in the past unless unless it was someone already you know someone already passed there wasn't really a lot of information about them and the the you know the the initial assumption of of any success any successful person is that you know they just came out of the box just hitting home runs you know what i mean just like um you know without any backstory just like they they just you know out of the gate just hitting on all cylinders they wrote that first book and it was a hit they wrote that first song and it was a hit that that photographs that's so famous that you know from them or the, or that that work of art that's so famous you, you know that that was their first attempt and then it was done they they just became successful when we you know we know that's not true um but we we are so hard on ourselves when we don't um you know don't don't hit the first time and a lot of times to the point to where we give up after one try or two tries we just give up we just you know, we just feel we're not good enough or we can never get, get good enough. We just stop. I've done that many, many times on many different projects. Um, even even now that I'm aware of, there's things that I start and, you know, I may make it another excuse for it why I, why I stop. But, you know, it usually comes down to you're not dedicated enough to put in the work. That's that's really it. You know, that's, that's really the, the underlying reason and you know a lot of the things that I don't finish um, is due to a lack of focus um, and, and a lack of dedication to the project or you know to, to whatever I'm doing to the goal so you know this is something we have to remember if, if you don't succeed on the first try then yeah that's that's like most most things that's like most <laughs> That's, that's that's the average. It, matter of fact, that's if you if you try it, if you try it a hundred times and succeed within that hundred times, you, that's probably better than average. You know what I mean? Like if you if you give it a good go, that's probably better than average. 
and, and, and you can measure that however you want to. I'm just, I'm just throwing out numbers. Anyway, um, one thing I did finish though, I, I today was my um, hundred hundred day of my hundred day working out challenge, working out a hundred days in a row, and um, at, at different, you know, of course at different levels, different intensities. I started out like really, really high intensity, and then about uh, halfway. I kind of changed up the routine a little bit, and then um, about three quarters of the way, I was doing tour days for about a week, and then the last week, it was just three miles. I was I was running three miles a day, you know. I so so that last week, actually, that last ten days, I totally um, it it was all cardio. It was all just just cardio. Um, but within that, within that whole hundred days, I did several different, like, nutrition plans. You know what I mean? I, I switched up my my nutrition, uh, my diet, different ways just to see what's more effective for extended. You know, if you're going to be working out for an extended period of time like that, not taking days off, what's the best for recovery? Um, and things like that. And the only, only supplements I was taking were uh, I was taking a multivitamin and protein powder to you know to supplement my protein because I I don't eat a lot of beef. I don't I, my my food proteins come from tuna, tilapia, and chicken. That that's it. You know I don't we we're not big beef. Eat. Oh, and then turkey. Like if we make. Um, any anything that usually requires beef, um, you know, is usually ground turkey or even 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 when we eat bacon, it's like turkey bacon. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change that a little bit to try to try to get more lean, like ground beef and stuff like that. But um, so that's that's coming up. I'll talk about that later. But so but the best diet that I saw that works. You know, and I, I mentioned it on the podcast that I I did ketosis, like a ketosis diet for like 10 days. And, and within that 10 days, I lost like 10 pounds. It actually was, it was, it was like the first, it was like the first three or four days is when I lost like 10 pounds within the first four or five days, which is crazy. Um, and then... After that, I, I gained, I, I went off it like uh, on uh, on like a weekend. Um, yeah, by the weekend I went off it. So I, so that total week, that total week, I, I lost a total of ten pounds, and then it took me. I, I never gained that ten pounds back, but I slowly gained like three three pounds back um, when I when I totally went off that ketosis diet like you know as far as calling it a ketosis diet i still kept some of the the um you know i i like switched up some things just to see what uh, you know just just to sort of dissect the ketosis diet to see what about the ketosis diet is the main pusher you know is it the is it the um um the you know the just total lack of carbs the, the carb depletion and working out was it the 
um, the high fat, you know what I mean? Just try to, try, trying to figure it out. Um, so my next workout plan is gonna include ketosis the entire time. Like, uh, you know, and I, I've been looking at, I've been doing some, some research on ketosis diet and I found out there's like four different type, types or four different ways you can do the ketosis diet. And I'm just gonna stick to the, the, the most simple one. Um, and you know, not, not, not get too fancy. That's my whole thing. I don't, I don't like to get too fancy about anything. I like to keep it simple. But um, it's definitely, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely something I think, you know, if, you, if you're looking to just change things up, if you, even if you are, are, you know, already on some kind of plan, but you're bored with it, you know, and, and that's the way I do these things. You know, I, I know like you can't stay on something forever. Like even if it works, you're just going to get bored with it. You know what I mean? You're just going to get bored. You want to try something else. That, that's just me. I like to experiment with different things, even, even with, uh, you know, different types of workouts. And that's why that's, you know, that's why I do these like challenges and things like that. Um, even before I was, you know, doing a podcast, I always, um, switched up my my routines and stuff just because I, I would get bored um so so yeah the ketosis diet you know do some research do your own research on it. i'm not a nutritionist or nothing i'm just telling you what i'm doing and what worked for me and it was and it was totally noticeable like my wife was like what's what's going on <laughs> you know and and she's gonna try it with me the next time uh i do it but the one thing about it though is uh i was doing like a little fast period in it also like i would i would uh my first part of the day you know i wouldn't eat like like it, it was weird like you know we like there's these workouts you know when you when you uh that i used to do like when you want to put on sides and stuff you would eat like six meals a day and that was always hard for me i can never do that i can never <laughs> eat six meals a day six you know what i mean it's like it, unless you're doing it professionally or something like man who who's doing that like who who can do that who can eat six perfectly planned meals a day i, I, I just can do it uh even even if i was supplementing with like you know protein shakes and stuff like that i couldn't i couldn't stick to it um the closest i ever got to, to stick into a routine like that is when I was in the, I mean, just tell you how long ago it was, when I was in the military and we were working 12 hour shifts. You know, we were working 12 on, um, 12 off. So, you know, I had, you, you had all that time in there. Plus it was a couple of, couple of us guys doing it at the same time. And it was like, it, it, you know, it kept us busy, <laughs> you know, planning our meals and talking about it, doing those, those shifts. But uh, yeah, it's just something that's hard to do. So, but uh, I'm definitely gonna figure out which sort of ketosis plan I'm gonna I'm gonna use. I'm gonna do, um, and then do it for. I, I'm not sure how long. I think probably like three months, maybe. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, it's like it's the the way I was doing it. I was doing this one to where you would you wouldn't eat in the morning like and I, i'm and again i'm not even sure that's called a ketosis diet i'm not the, the way i was doing it <clears throat> it was just based around ketosis diet 
to where I was just kind of de depleting myself of carbs, um, uh, increasing fats, and, and that's that was something that's different to me too because I normally don't eat a lot of fats, so I had to figure out like what you know what foods can I eat that give me good fats. Like I, I did eat like you know I got my fats from the fish I ate, but um, you know I had I had to change. Cause I eat, I do eat like fruit. I eat a lot of fruit, and I was eating a lot of um, uh, smoothies, like with fruit in them. So I had to change that up and figure out like what am I going to replace with that. So, so that that's the type of stuff I'm going to be looking at, so I can work my um, my my grocery list around around that. So, and I'm not sure if I'm going I'm going to do pictures to, to post. You know, I'm I'm usually not like a before and after picture type guy, but I don't know. I may do it um, because the I mean the results were so drastic. So I may do it just just for that, you know. But you know, I mean, there's 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 so many, there's so much research out there, so many YouTube videos on that stuff, and so many people that have been doing it and have better information than I could put up. So you know, that that's the type of stuff I think about when I'm you know if I'm gonna do something like this, like. I mean, there's so much stuff out there already. Like, unless I can do something different and show something different, it's like, what's the point? Um, so, that's that's it about the diet. You know, yeah. So I made it a hundred days, a um, hundred days straight of not missing a day. Uh, and and you know, that's something I I, I can keep up because now it's like just like I have to do I have to do some sort of workout even if even if i have like labor intensive intensive stuff to do during the day like over the weekend i had to move um i had some rock delivered seven tons of rock it was my it was a so that's a total of 14 tons I, like a few weeks ago i had seven tons uh delivered and i moved that and then i i moved seven tons um saturday saturday morning they delivered it and i had it done like probably around no actually no they came in the evening they came around three o'clock they were supposed to come in the morning they came came around three o'clock and i had it done before the sun went down so uh, and i i just did it non-stop you know i took breaks here and there because it was pretty pretty hot uh on saturday here in, in, in out in falcon so um but you know you know what like it wasn't even that big of a deal you know it's like because i remember when i was younger and um and did that you know because I, I live in an area where it's, you know it's, it's dry and there's a lot of zero scape lawns out here so we we always get rock and deliver rock delivered stuff when we want to do a new area of the yard so uh I, I remember when i was younger and uh when i when i put in my daughter's um their little play area and i think it was only about four tons four tons of like pea gravel we had delivered there um and it took my father-in-law and I to do it. You know what I mean? And I was like younger. I was, I thought I was in more better shape, but I don't know. I I knocked this out like with no, no problem. I was like, wow, like this. You know, it's it's weird. I mean, I'm, you know, I just turned 42, and I think when I did that, um, I had to be maybe still in my 30s when I when I. Uh, I mean, in my twenties, like late twenties, when I when I hit when I did the play area. 
but but I knocked this out, this seven tons out, pff, no big deal, you know. So, and that's and when I say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking like you guys know what I'm talking about, but um, you know, I load load uh, ten scoops of rock using like one of these one of the big, not the regular little spade shovel, but the deep deep well shovels. I do uh, ten scoops in the wheelbarrow haul it to the area I need to dump it at and dump it. I did that, you know, for seven tons. So, and that's a pretty good workout. And I worked out that morning. You know, I had already worked out that morning and, um, and, and, and did that rock. And, you know, I think when you, when you work out every day like that, your, your body is just ready for it. You know what I mean? It's like no matter what you have to do, your body is ready for it. It's almost like guys who work construction. And then, you know, can go home and still work in the garden and stuff. You know, it's like your body gets used to that, to that intense work, you know, working. So it's like, it's no big deal. It can handle it. It's, it's, just, it's like when you go from fucking sitting in an office, working in the cubicle, and then trying to work out just on the weekends to where it's torture every time you do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, yeah, if you're only doing it, even if you're only doing like twice a week, it, it, I don't think it's enough for your body to get really used to it, you know? Like for your body to say, you know, it's almost like it's new every time, but after a hundred days, my body was like, all right. Matter of fact, I had I had to switch, you know, I was switching the, the, the routines out um, so often to so I can make it new, make it feel new and not be just mundane, like just going through the rhythms. Um, so anyway, um, so I finished the roll of film yesterday on the, I was shooting with the, the Petri 2.8, 2.8. And, um, uh, you know, trying to get used to the rangefinder, that whole rangefinder de deal. And um, it, it takes some getting used to. I mean, the thing about it, though, is every, all different cameras have different, you know, you have a different experience with the rangefinder. And I'm noticing on the even I, I like the form factor of the Petri 2.8. It's a, it's small, but it's thick. Matter of fact, I gave it to my daughter so she can uh, so she can see, you know, sort of sort of see what what I'm talking about. The difference between my digital camera and you know and, and these old ones. And then when I gave it to her, she got she like, oh, it's heavy. I said, yeah. She said it doesn't look like it would be heavy. I said I know, but it's it's, it's metal. It's all metal. It's not, you know it's not plastic like like my K3. It's not plastic like these. Um, is my K3 plastic? It has some plastic on it, but it's no. I think I can't even remember. Um, yeah, it has some plastic on it. I think it has like a magnesium body inside because it's it's weatherproof and stuff like that. But um, you know it's it's a solid piece of piece of gear. But in the, in the Yushika Electro 35 is a bigger camera, but it, and it's lighter. It's, it's bigger, it's lighter, and the viewfinder is brighter. And I have two. I'm going to sell one, but I, I ordered two. I, um, I bought two. One came by itself, and then one was in the lot with two other cameras. And so uh, I just went on and bought it. For one, I wanted to see if you know get the two the two 
bodies and, and, and see the difference, you know, with the same camera and everything. And there is a difference. The, the, the viewfinder on one is way, way brighter on the, on one, on the other than it is on one. Um, so, you know, that's, that's that quality assurance type thing when you would, you know, with those cameras, those old cameras. Uh, you can have one model and then have a copy of the same camera and then one be, one be different, one be better, or one, one could be worse, you know, or they could be very similar. So, but I'm going to sell the one that has the best, uh, uh, the best viewfinder simply because, you know, like I said, I can deal with the other one. I mean, it's not drastic, but you can definitely tell the difference. Um, but yeah, I finished the role. I probably I'm planning on developing some some film to this evening when I get home and um and and then you know just just continue to start document my experience with these different cameras. Um I'm, I've been looking for a bulk film loader. I think I found I want two because I want to be able to load like a high speed, a high yeah, a high speed film in one and then like a slower speed film in the other. Um like anywhere from 400 to 800 speed film in one, and then like one or 200 speed film in the other, you know, so I can, so I can you know, be able to shoot, stick to those uh, for like low light situation and then have some film ready for, you know, on bright days where I can even just use Sunny 16 or something like that if I don't have a meter. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it's almost like I'm relearning everything because <laughs> you know you get so you get so used to like your, your camera even even shooting in manual for some reason like even when you're shooting in manual I mean yeah you shooting in people people you know you hear these photographers talk about this well I shoot in manual yeah but your camera is still telling you the, what what to set it to you know you looking you you looking you looking your viewfinder you metering you metering yeah you setting it you, you you okay so you you got your thumbs working you you you're setting the aperture but you but it's not i mean you're still using the camera's technology so i don't get that whole um i mean yeah you can adjust you can you can adjust like if you see it's going to be un, underexposed or overexposed it's not an automatic so it's not stuck there and you and you say you want to um you don't care about catching every little pixel of detail in the shadows which I'm, I'm i don't i don't do that i'm not a i don't care about the the full range of like i i'm 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 looking to capture the, the you know the image you know i'm not i'm not as as particular about trying to capture all this a full range of detail while i'm trying to capture a moment i'm not i'm not thinking about that i'm just trying to capture a moment you know what i mean and i and i get the exposure to where I can capture and you can read the scene, you can read the photograph. Um, but the reason why I shoot in in um, a lot of times I shoot, well, most of the time I shoot in manual, it, it's not because some elitism. Is it not because of that? It's simply because I, I don't use a lot of like ND filters or you know I, I probably should start. And if I'm shooting outside and anything, I I, I either bracket, you know. And I rarely, never, unless I'm doing something in the studio, I don't usually use like auto bracketing because a lot of time I forget 
like I don't use settings like that, like auto bracketing things like that, because a lot of times I forget to take it out of, <laughs> you know, out of the auto bracket, and then I'm shooting, and I'm wondering what the hell is going on. Like, a matter of fact, the last time I shot, I did that. I forgot to take my camera out of uh, uh, auto bracketing, and um, it, and it was I was I was that was when I was on uh, when we went to the summit, of Pikes Peak, and I was trying to catch the you know get the sky get some detail in the sky and then i put it on auto bracketing for like for one instance and then when i you know went to another scene i was like because i normally don't use it and i was like what the hell is going on and i realized i was in auto bracketing when i was trying to set the uh when i was thinking i was in manual so i just you know looked at my um um I looked back at the files and you know saw it was bracketing. So th that's a lot of times why when I'm out shooting, I just shoot in manual because I don't I don't like to switch my settings, you know. Because if I'm if I you know switch from one scene to another, you know I don't want to like leave it in some setting and then forget why I'm you know I'm not getting the results I I intend to get. That that may sound just like nonsense, but that's that's really it. Um, and, and the thing about when you shoot with these old, these, these, you know, film cameras, like you, it, it's like, it's not much you can, you can change, you know, it's not, it's not much you can, um, you know, there's no digital, I mean, there's no menu to go in and to configure stuff like this. It's just like, it's what's on the dials. That's it. And I have two old, old camera meters. I mean, old light meters that I use. One is like a. Uh, actually, they're both Polaroid. No, no, one's a Seikonic, I think, but it's old. It's like old, these old light meters. And uh, I've been using that in addition to this little, this light meter I downloaded on my phone. Um, and, you know, and, and to, to check the accuracy of, uh, the, to check the accuracy of the light meter that's on some of these other cameras I was using. And, so I mean, from from what I can tell, they're they're pretty on par. So that's what I was using when I was shooting with the uh, Petri 28 yesterday. I was using the light meter on the on the, uh, the cell phone, and um, you know, just just to see what kind of results I'm going to get. So, um, but you know what? I've I've been thinking about getting like uh, I mean, I, damn man, they're so expensive though. Like one of these all in one light meter like it's a it's a spot you know it's like these stay conic i don't know i don't know the names i haven't looked at these new light meters in forever but um but i, I was thinking about trying to find one of those use even like a polar or is it pulsar polar one of those light meters but uh yeah man it's, it's fun shooting with these um I, I i have one camera that i think i'm i'm, I'm going to convert to a pinhole um simply because the shutter i had to open it up and it's it's a um a balda a balda camera b-a-l-d-a balda balda Z. i think that's how to pronounce it and when i got it the shutter was busted so i opened it up and saw that i don't think it only has two two apertures 16 uh uh and in uh, f f9 f16 that's the only two uh, apertures it has and it has a little setting it only has two speeds 
bulb and M. I think M is like, I want to say, I know it's real slow. Like a hundred of a second or something like that, maybe. I don't know. I have to look it up. But I think I'm just going to convert that camera to a pinhole. Well, no, I know I am. I'm going to convert it to a pinhole to where I can, uh, I'm just going to remove the lens and then maybe do Velcro or something on the front to where I can change different pinhole sizes because I want to mess with that a little bit. I've been reading stuff about pinhole and then, you know, difference the pinhole size uh, makes with the focal focal length. So I think I'm gonna mess with that because oh it's so it's it's a it's one of those cameras that the pop out. It's a Balda Baldi look it up B A L D I X E T T E. And it it's kinda like the uh, clipper, the ASCO clipper where it pops out, the lens pops out and then you can push it back in to, you know, for portability. But I think I'm gonna try to make uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna make it into a pinhole camera to where I can have I can shoot with the lens pop with it, with it, with it folded in and also folded out. Just something I was thinking about. So that's something I'm going to document and um and and uh you know and, and show you that you know what's going on with that and the results with that. And then I I think I'm going to shoot on paper and I think I'm just going to buy some sheet film also and shoot with sheet film as well just to see uh the difference. I haven't had any um real good luck with 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 shooting with paper and that's because i'm still learning i just re i just found out for some i was looking for the longest to find out what is the iso of paper and then i was i was listening listening to a podcast and it said it's like six between six and twelve is usually the iso for paper so i think i'm gonna um try to shoot again uh, with that in mind because you know, I, I never, I've never gotten a good exposure with with that paper. So, but um, but yeah, man, that's what I got going on. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, you got any questions? Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. Uh, if you got any question, comments, whatever. Like I always say, I don't know a lot. But what I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening, and I talk to you in the next episode.